Welcome to Armchair Preaching, a podcast of the First Presbyterian Church in Lakeland, Florida. This is a podcast about God's Word, the beauty of the gospel, and what it takes to communicate that truth to others. I'm your host, Pastor Zach McGowan, and on today's episode, Pastor John and I sit down to talk about the importance of potluck meals in the church, and we discuss the opening message in our series entitled Unreasonable Joy. We hope you enjoy the conversation. Welcome back, everybody, to Armchair Preaching with Pastor John. How are you, Pastor John? Great. And we are, just to remind everybody, we are literally in armchairs, so this is uh, well-named. Literally in armchairs. armchairs. you got a little more, I don't know, i got some cushion on mine as well. Actually, there's only one chair in my office that doesn't have arms, and I rarely sit in it. That's more of a, like, if I... looks like your guitar chair. So you can don't it would be it a good guitar chair if I continued to play the guitar on a regular basis. That probably would be that's when when uh, a meeting, uh, like kind of a more of a casual meeting, turns into a more of a formal meeting, and I have to pull an extra chair. That's your, that's that your, happened that, last week with your me, spare so. chair. Nice. Yes, so. and I did. I did need that chair this past uh, last week uh, for a meeting that had more people in it than I expected. But it was good. Pastor Zach has his uh, Cambridge University a cup of coffee in his hand. No, no, no this, this is tea. This is tea? The, this okay. is the, this yeah. is the hot along tea. with his uh, Fuller Seminary mug and his uh, mug that he's looking at for the so church. You, possibly you, you were just uh, you were just talking about uh, someone in, in your your family that has a has a has a tote bag problem. Yes. Uh, I have a coffee mug problem. Yes. I have... Hi, my one, name is Zach. Two, I have a coffee three, mug. three, four, five, six. That one I'm not counting because oh, yeah, that just yeah, came in. That. I have like six, seven mugs. And then I'll tell you, a full disclosure, I have like three or four more mugs <laughs> under my desk here. So, And then don't even don't even go to my house. I, and I'm the only person that drinks coffee <laughs> in oh, my no, house. Julie doesn't drink coffee? She does not drink coffee. She, she does not drink hot tea. She drinks uh, hot chocolate in the wintertime and around no, Christmas. So but She's does, a cold beverage person. She's, she wakes up. She has a glass of iced tea. That's her wake Atta up. Girl. That's her wake good up southern thing. Girl. She's a good Southern girl. Um, and she drinks specialty Milo's. Tea. What is that? Milo's is tea that y- you get from Birmingham, Alabama. Oh, okay. And you can buy it locally at Walmart. They do not sell it at Publix, but they sell it's it at a brand at of tea. Is it's Milo's is? is a brand of tea. Actually, ah. it's a restaurant chain in Alabama where they uh, also uh, they, they serve burgers and stuff, but oh, they're okay. really, they've got like five different varieties. Uh, are they, ba- they bags, tea bags? No, 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 no. This is like a, you get a, couple of jugs of bags oh, okay. you can go to some uh i'm about to check check it out yeah you can go to some like convenience stores sometimes and you can find the little like uh, 16 ounce bottles of milo's tea and they have lemonade too milo's lemonade and what you do is you create a tiny little Ar- arnold, arnold palmer. palmer not a full Arnold. she doesn't do like the full-on like half and half she just right. does like a tenth of a lemonade yeah. and then uh, everything else iced tea. I don't really know how we got on this topic, <laughs> I but I just think it's so, the same thing. <laughs> Sorry, folks. But you know what? Introduce you to so here's, uh, here, Southern tea. Here's the, the, here's the segue. So uh, this Sunday, beyond uh, having a having a service, we also had a yes. all church potluck. Yes, um, where uh, we did serve iced tea. So there you go. There's there's how there you go. well done. You <laughs> landed that one. Good. So we we uh, we we did a potluck. First potluck 
that I've been a part of here at FPC. That was like surprising. You said that this morning. I was surprised. Ten, that, ten I know years. We Gwen Butterfield, who organized this particular potluck, uh, was happy to do this. And I just thought that this is something we did maybe four or five years ago. Just hadn't yeah. done it in a while. But we, it's been we, longer than ten years. We did. We do like smaller things like potlucks. We do mission potlucks where missionaries come in and we invite folks to bring potluck meals and yeah. Um, potluck dishes, but uh, not an all church potluck since I've been here. Uh, uh-huh. We've done all church meals, but but they have not been potluck. They've been catered, right. or they've been barbecues, they've been things like that. But this is the first potluck. So, John, you and the connections committee yes. really pushed had, for this. Yeah. Yeah. So, what was the the thought process behind that? And, and well, uh, if anybody for for those who are not from this church, uh, you know, Presbyterians are defined. They're they're known for their committees, right? So we, right. we have formed a uh, and to be fair. We do we're not think the only we, ones, but we, yeah. We, yeah, we're not the only ones, and we do much better when we think things through together in groups. And so our committees become those groups. So we created a new group that wanted to think through uh, how well we are doing with connecting one another. Right. We, we sensed this came out of the vision work of 2020. Just lots of uh, anecdotal conversations that our people are feeling pretty. Um, isolated and apart from each other there's not really a, other than pockets here or there there's not really a lot of sense of connection among the, the among the church and so the connection committee was formed for that very purpose been doing a number of things with individual groups and you know like like interest groups similar interest groups but we also said that several times a year we want to do something that's an all play all church mm-hmm. all skate all kind all, all church thing and the leading the, the the one out of the box was going to be let's get together and do something really simple yeah but really good Let's yeah. have everybody bring a dish to share and show up and let's eat a meal together. And and the whole purpose of that, you and I both said this in, mm-hmm. at the end of the services at the whole and, and leading up to this, the whole point of this is there's no agenda, there's no program. The whole point is to sit around a table and get to reconnect with people that you already know or connect with people that you don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It is purely social. It is purely connecting. And we, it was a, and, and especially after our debriefing this morning, it was a, in, in many Anyways, it was a complete uh, win. Yeah, and it, you know, too, for listeners of the podcast and people who follow the sermons, and if you remember the sermons, we, we did a whole series at the beginning of the year, kicked off Come the together. year with a sermon series called Come Together. And one of those sermons, you know, we're basing this out of the Acts 2, uh, 42 and, and following verses um, about the early church. And one of those sermons was, was about the value of breaking bread together. Mm-hmm. So, there was part of that element in there as well. And uh, yeah, it, it's potlucks are, they're fun. Did you, did you grow up with potlucks? No. No, we, I, I grew Catholics up the, are not potluck people. Yeah, I grew up in the Catholic church on yeah. Air Force bases. So, that's yeah. what Now, I grew up with uh, squadron parties, yeah. which was uh, you know take the entire squadron, go out to a picnic area, and everybody brings a dish to share, which is potluck. Which is so I grew up with a version of potluck, but, they call but it, it that. It was not that, and it was not in a church. I grew up with potlucks. I mean, I, I'm from the South originally, from from Alabama. We we. Uh, all, you know, I remember my grandparents' church. They would have potlucks. I remember the churches that my dad served. They would have potlucks, um, and and so I, it was always funny to me when I met somebody and I'd say, "Oh, we're you know we're having a potluck," and they look at you like, yeah. "What what are you talking about?" You know, potluck is is one of those things that, that uh, a lot of people attribute the potluck tradition. Uh, back to like the Great Depression era. Mm. So, you know, 1930s, people began to, you know, they were, they were hungry, you know, they, 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 you know, so they would create these casseroles with whatever they had. And actually a lot of the casseroles are kind of like, 
catch all sort of things, you know, whatever, whatever oh, you that, have, which I'm sounds sorry, bad. Got to insert this though. Got to, did you get any Jello? Okay, so uh, this we'll is say your this. thing. This is your thing. I, this is so. <laughs> this is my thing. It's <laughs> because I, I made a big deal about the interesting Jello salads I have seen over the years. Um, I, I did get a Jello dessert type thing, but I only got a little bit of it because it was gone by the time. Was it who was it? Kathy Rice? Who no, was, this was Darlene Jones. Uh, now I, Kathy, I did get from a missions potluck that we had earlier. Yeah, yeah, oh man, yeah. she had a good one, and Darlene's was great. But I like I literally I went over there and the plate was you know kind of just kind of you tell people had gotten the scrapings <laughs> off the side, but it wasn't like a Jello salad. It was like a Jello dessert type uh, thing, which is like Kathy's as yeah, well. Yeah. Kathy's a little closer because it had. For those who are listening, uh, these two people we just named are they're like Jello ninjas and dessert ninjas. I think. Oh, maybe. Kathy's. Yeah. Kathy's Even had like. I haven't, heard, I haven't tasted either one of them, but I've heard about them. Kathy's had. Uh, the, the, Darlene's was a more of a traditional, uh, uh, very good <laughs> with some grapes and some some strawberries and some straw some cherry Jello type thing and whipped cream and it was really good. It's the thing I like about it is not too rich. It's, it's right in that yeah, sweet yeah. spot. It's a good spring dessert type yeah, thing. Yeah. Kathy's was more on the Jello salad side of things because she had an interesting addition, which is like crushed pretzels in it. Ooh, oh, crunch to it. So yeah. good. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, I'm glad you got your. Anyway, you got, I did get even a little if bit. It's a little bit. Uh, I did get a little bit of it, but it, you know, it, it it's, a, it's important. Those sorts of things are important. I was watching, and you, I'm sure you were too. I was just watching around tables, and there were the, everything you hoped was would happen. That so people were meeting people mm-hmm. they didn't know. Um, the the three services all came together. I don't, I don't think we had as many people from the early service because mm-hmm. that meant they had to go back home come back, and yeah. then come back. But yeah. we did have some of that. Yeah. Uh, and so I, you know, it was really it, it was great. It was exactly what you hoped it would be. And I think people came away. I know. I I you probably you you as well. I had. I had ten people. If I if I had one, tell me, you know, some version of can we do this again? Can we do this regularly? Can we do this quarterly? Can we? Do, one of them was like, can we do this weekly? You know, they really wanted which, to do which, this. Which, to your, you said it earlier in our debrief. You know, there are some churches that do this weekly. Yes. You know, typically Korean churches. You, oh, you mentioned, and yeah. we know Korean churches that do this practice much much more often. I, I, that, that's the one I love that about the Korean churches. I love Korean food. So if you go to there, and it's all homemade, yeah. best, better than any Korean restaurant. You go downstairs at a, at mm-hmm. a Korean church, and you have um, have lunch with them afterward. Who? That's, yeah, that's you'll eat. That's good eat. eating, right you'll there. Eat. And it and it's, <clears throat> it's it's very similar to how the early church functioned on a regular yeah. basis as well, too, because. Um, we see this in the Corinthian church where, you know, it is a high, well, in, in, in most of the churches, there's a high mixture of wealthy and mm-hmm. poor. Mm-hmm. And so, this was an opportunity to kind of level the playing field. Yeah. Not that they did necessarily potlucks, but it would be very similar to that where people would bring and everyone well, would share equally. Me- meals, what we have as the Lord's Supper was, the, the context for that was a much, much bigger spread. Mm-hmm. It was a full meal. They have fellowship meals yeah. or agape meals, some yeah. people will call them. Even or, the problem that they have with those meals at the Corinthian, Paul was dealing with in the Corinthian church was just fussing at them for, for, uh, for, for not really waiting on one another not, yeah. and, not, and just going ahead and eating all you want and leaving other people hungry so yeah. so it, but that was that the context was what he was describing yeah. was a meal a full meal yeah and 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 it 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 brings up this 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 idea of church togetherness which you know this the the letter that we kicked off talking about this week we, we started this series called unreasonable joy where paul is writing to the church in philippi and they exhibit a great deal of this 
you know, church camaraderie, mm-hmm. church community, church togetherness. He, you know, later in the book, he encourages more of that and guarding against the divisions. But, uh, you know, that's there's there's a real sense of affection and ad, and 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 love that Paul has for yeah. this church in Philippi. Um, that was probably shared, developed over the course of. Meals, Lots of meals. Right? Yeah. and you well, can, when, when Lydia invites them over to her house, I'm sure she, yeah. there, there was there was hospitality in the form of food. Well, even the Philippian jailer. I mean, they 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 yeah. break out of jail, then they're coming back to jail, but they they go go, go to, to his, his home. House. They yeah. go to his home. They baptize the whole household. Yeah, uh, you really got into um, a lot more the the backstory of. Philippi as a community. I, I yeah. touched on it a, a, just a little bit. I was very aware of yeah. time constraints, so yeah, I, we were I, both aware that, that. I mean, funny thing. The funny, we had a bit of a role reversal. Role reversal yeah. Usually, you've got a little more time that you, you take with the um, mm-hmm. message and other. We had, we had several elements that were different uh, this day. We had graduates there that day. Plus, we knew there was a potluck coming up. You contracted and yeah. your message and cut well, it I had a baptism and I also yeah, had the baptism kids as well. choir. So, so your message was, a, was much shorter from yeah. a typical Vine, Vine message. Serves, yeah. mm-hmm. And mine, I, I knew that I was going to try and time the whole service out to mm-hmm. land about the same time as yeah. the vine, which usually ran you know, a few minutes away. Yeah. Let, yeah. So I went a little bit longer. You went, you went a little bit shorter yeah. and turned out timing was perfect. Yeah. Right yeah. But you really took some time talking through the, 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 the Philippian church. Mm-hmm. You know, what, what is it? When you look at that church, I think there's a lot of cool stuff in the book of Acts, like chapter 16. When you look at the makeup of that church, how that church came about, what, what made that church different, uh, some of the stories that you hear Paul tell, like in the book of, uh, in, to the Corinthian church, because he writes about, about Philippi to the Corinthians. You know, what are the things about his relationship with that church that are so compelling to you? Because I, I think there's a lot of just yeah, well, cool how about, stuff. How about if you, if you I don't know if you're doing, if you're doing CBR or not, but how about we're in Galatians right now? Yeah. So there's such a contrast between Galatians mm-hmm. and Philippians. Galatians, like you foolish people, you know, yeah. who has bewitched you? Yeah, you know, he is writing to fuss at them for 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 adding to the gospel. And very different than his seeming kind of relationship with the Corinthian church, which yeah. is a lot of correction and, and a, lot a lot of, of teaching, a lot, a lot more teaching yeah. in there. And there's court, there's back and forth. They're, yeah. they're asking questions. He's bringing up things back mm-hmm. and forth. So it's a different relationship there. Philippians is clearly, this is a, this is, as I said up front, it's very warm, mm-hmm. uh, personal uh, in its tone uh, throughout the, throughout the letter. And then of course, there's this woven theme that we, that is the theme of this whole series, which is the theme of joy. And I, I just felt like it was, there, there is a, there is a different quality to Corinthians, I can or Philippians. I can see why people say, and I had several people say, "This is my favorite New Testament book." Yeah, I can totally hear that. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And it's probably it's not my favorite New Testament book. My favorite New Testament book is the book of John. But it's it's, well, I was it's gonna th- uh, when you were saying that sentence, I was gonna, he's going to say Romans. Yeah, he's going to no, say Romans. He's going to no, say Romans. No. Good theology yeah. book. I do love the book of Romans, yeah. but man, it's still one of those. I, even to, as many times as I've read the book of Romans, it's still I get to I don't know about you. I get to some parts of it, and I'm like. What? <laughs> I mean, I just I have to really pray through some parts of it. Um, I mean, I believe all of it, all of it's true, but it there's still it's so deep, it's dense. so so dense. Um, the Philippians, John is just the the focus on Jesus, and actually, when you look at the book of Philippians, the the warmth and the affection that he has for this, and then you you know you, you hear um, in 
you know, both of us mentioned this idea. You you did a little bit more with it, which I loved, and I I, w- I thought it was so interesting. Um, you know, there's no synagogue in Philippi, yeah, because it is a Roman province, and so there's no what. Whereas the Romans often would go into a region, and it would be they would kind of annex it, but it wouldn't really be theirs. You know, they they yeah. they would tax the people. They would give. It was almost like a vigilante kind of relationship. Mm-hmm. We'll come in. We'll provide military we'll give you some goods. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll provide military services. support. We'll help with the economy, but. You're, we're going to tax you pretty heavily, but you guys can pretty much hold your religions the way you want. Da, 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 da. Philippi was, as you said, it was as close to living in Italy, Italy. in in the the yeah. Roman region yeah. as you could possibly get without actually being in those borders. And so there's no synagogue yeah. because there's there's no. One of the things I read was because there's no competition for that emperor worship. You know, there's because that's treasonous in a lot of ways. I just found that so interesting. And, and, that and of you, all places to start a to start a church, absolutely. I mean, you know, that, that, that you're going to in in the kind of in the in the face of Rome, in the middle of you know you might as well have been in Rome itself. Uh, you're you're starting a church of Jesus Christ, which well, then, is going to be contrary to all those other things. And then the conversions that are described in the book of Acts. In Philippi, yeah. you know, we mentioned Lydia, who was a, uh, a trader of purple linen, mm-hmm. which was indi- indicative of being someone who traded at the highest uh, with the highest clientele. Yeah, successful, you know, very successful, very woman. successful woman. You, you spend a little more time on the on the the slave girl, uh, yeah, that was great. which wasn't in my notes. That was one of those things. It was I, I was I was not going to talk about that too much, but but I ended up because I'm thinking, you know, you got Lydia on the one hand, then you've got the slave girl um, who's demon possessed and making money for her for her slave owners by being a psychic basically and, you know we got we have echoes of the book of acts in in, in in Ephesus that a riot was caused yeah because that happened. that very sort of thing right yeah. you know yeah. messing it, with the economy affect the economy affected the economy you mess yeah. with the economy you're in a lot of trouble yeah. I mean, <laughs> anywhere you go anywhere you go <laughs> and then I thought it was really interesting that we, we you know that the context of this included and we both said something about this included the jailer and his family yeah absolutely and, and especially in vine because the jailer and his family yeah yeah. We're all converted and baptized. And yeah. what did you do on Sunday? Baptized an you infant. Baptized baby. Which I didn't mention that, but that's that is. I mean, for those that don't know, that's one of the rationales in the Presbyterian Church why we baptize infants. Corne- the jailer and his family, Cornelius, Cornelius and his, his, his whole household. Those are those are examples where it is very specific about the household, and it's unlikely that the household would not include children and Peter's state as we would say today those who are, who are not of an age to profess their yeah. faith and Peter says it at the in the opening sermon which is what I always talk about when I'm baptizing children that for this promise is for you and for your children yeah. those who are far off and those who are near but love but that. I love I, that that was that was part of that day yeah. for in vine oh I love that too I love, I love baptizing babies man they're they're it's always great but um you know this this book I think a lot of people that are you know relatively familiar with church uh, if they've been coming to church, they're they're familiar with with the Book of Philippians, um, and I think most people are somewhat familiar with the Paul backstory, being in prison, mm-hmm. the Philippian persecution. But it's you, it's hard to get all of that, you know, because it's so overwhelmingly positive and joy filled. And yet you got to go back, and that's why I was gl- glad we started with this week, yeah, because this is the passage of scripture that really describes what Paul is going through, mm-hmm. right? Um, so, as you're kicking this ser- this series off, and you're kicking this this passage off, what are the elements that you're really like? I want to highlight this before the people as we're we're setting the tone mm-hmm. for the series. 
Yeah, well, um, I, I and and you and I uh, similarly, we both talked about that context for for Paul. The imprisonment was the key thing I wanted to emphasize yeah. that he was in, in prison, and they, and that is no uh, no joke. That's, That's no small in, thing in a in a in a first century jail. I mean, you the, it's not. Yeah, you said it's like it's not a country club. It's not the it's not, not, it's the, not, the, it's not the white collar Hilton white type collar, of prison. Yeah, no, this, you know. this is a you provide for yourselves, or you're yeah. not going to do very well yeah. in, in this place here. And so whether him, and you mentioned the two options, whether it's I didn't, I just said it's a Roman prison and that the context could be Caesarea Maritima or Rome itself or Ephesus or Ephesus that would all be under the purview of Rome these are not this is not you independent, know, yeah. this is not independent, yeah. And, and but the key to it all is that as in, imprisonment, what I didn't do, and you did did some of this, and, I, and again, we have six weeks to to, to deal with all, all these out, things. Yeah. But uh, you talk more. I, I was looking at Paul's Paul's context, yeah, and that was the jumping off point because of everything that he said in, the, in those words. There would like to 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 live as Christ, to die as gain, mm-hmm. and that's all based on his own setting, his own response to his own setting. So, not so much about the. The Philippians context. So, so part of it was just saying, okay, what happens when you write from jail? By the way, both of us um, I, in the in the recording, which is what anybody could go back and listen to today, yeah. uh, Tim Keller had not yet died. For you, yes, yeah, it, for I me, mean, for you. But I mean, on Thursday, yeah, on Thursday, cause we recorded yeah. it on Thursday. He died on Friday. Yeah, and so on Sunday, you and I both mentioned Made changes. Tim Keller's, yeah, I, I wonder. I want. I was going to ask you about that because yeah. I did not have it in my sermon uh, on. On Thursday, when I when I finished finished it. writing it, or Friday when I finished writing it, um, when he passed away, um, Jules and I were talking in the car, and Jules is like, you know, I, I think you know you're going to need to mention something yeah. about Tim Keller, and and I said, you know, this is the perfect opportunity because, you know, his witness in the face of suffering grew even greater, I think. And I mean, how many pastors in the United States of America are being eulogized in the New York Times? As a, as a theological lion of our day. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, New York, the, I got, I read, I got that article just this yeah, morning. The New Yorker, yeah. the New York Times. I mean, who, who else is doing that? And it's because of, it's not just the way, it is the way he lived. It is the way he taught. It is the way he pastored, but it's also the way he died. You know, it's the, it's that it's he had he had that to live as Christ to die as gain mentality. I was look just looking at this up for, as we were talking there. Uh, his son Michael Keller said that some of his last words, some of Tim Keller's last words were, "There is no downside for me leaving, yeah. not in the slightest." Yeah, yeah, I read that one. Oh, yeah. was, I thought, man, yeah, that'll man, that'll preach, that'll preach. But, but I, the 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 other part of me was going. Okay, if I'm on my deathbed, yeah, is that is that how I'm feeling? I hope I'm. Uh, I hope some sentiment similar to that is on my is on is on my lips and on my mind, yeah. and I go so, out with that. So, I was able to to you know, the recording, you know, for for the Vine Cap- service, captures it that, yeah. captures that. But what did you do differently in the 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 recording, which didn't mention it at all because it hadn't happened yet, right. versus the the live service? I, just, on, I had on that. I had that as a further illustration of this idea of the. You know, that 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 inner inner uh, tug that Paul was feeling that uh, to to hey if I if I go to be with Christ that's far better that's that's gain pure gain but if I stay here that's also for the good of the of the Corinthians so 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 there's both the well which one is going to be I don't mm-hmm. know he even said that I don't know yeah. but it, but this one's better but I this is good too mm-hmm. uh, so it was an illustration of that um, you know Tim Keller was obviously 
31 books and 1500 digitally at least recorded sermons and hundreds of articles and, and interviews you know available for the for the world I think he's pretty happy being here yeah. I think he was content being here and he knew that he had purpose being here yeah. but as he just as he said was that there's there's, there's nothing, no downside. There's no downside to this. Yeah. So that I think perfectly illustrated the situation of Paul. Yeah. So it, it was just, and I, and even that, even when I found out that he that he died, I was like, that doesn't automatically mean a a a mention or a sermon illustration. But when I saw that quote from his son, it's like, okay, that's got I got to use that. Well, and I think too, um, to me, part of that was important because you know he had been diagnosed with cancer. Mm-hmm. Uh, a very aggressive um, form of cancer. You, you and I both know people who've died from pancreatic cancer, yep. and they're suffering. There's absolutely it's painful. It's painful, um, and yet he his the so I, what I, I look at that as such a corollary corollary between what Paul's going through. He's sitting in a in a Roman. He's sitting in a prison where. Based on his words in Philippians one, he he has every expectation that this could end in his death. Mm-hmm. He has every expectation that, depending on the charges that are levied, and if against, it is in fact the Roman jail, it did end in his his death. Yeah, if it in in, in but even if it's not, the the possibility is yeah. is always there. Um, and you know, Keller didn't know for sure if he was actually going to die or be healed. I mean, I, we I've known people people in this church who had pancreatic cancer and lived for ten more years. Yeah. You know, that wasn't. That wasn't Keller's, um, wasn't Keller's path, or you know that didn't. But but consistently pointing to Christ even in the middle of yeah. the suffering, and that the suffering gave him an even further, you know, ability to witness in in a way that he wasn't previously able to witness. Mm-hmm. When you, you know, when you witness from the, the 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 place of of chemotherapy and radiation and surgeries and all that, it's a different type of witness. And it's a different, for me, I look at that and go, it's, that's a different, um, not that one is better than the other, but that yeah. God puts you in the position of, of turmoil to afford you an opportunity yeah. that oh, is not the, there it's otherwise. The Tim Tebow, I black Tim Tebow. Yeah. Uh, uh, my, my platform is football in mm-hmm. order to make Christ known. Tim, uh, Tim Keller's platform is cancer. That's yeah. what you're at describing. That point, yeah. mm-hmm. his, his platform is cancer to make Christ known. Paul's, Paul's platform is prison yeah. to make Christ known. Yeah. And the hope that I think you and I both got at is that I hope that the that every one of us would see that first off, there there's there is in our faith there is there is comfort and and personal security yeah. knowing that our eternal security has been uh, has been set by Christ, yeah. and because of and through Christ, that we have eternal security. So we don't need to fear death. Uh, the dying process, nobody's excited about that. But the fear of death itself is not nothing to fear. We are we can be confident in that. So we both wanted to make sure that was heard. But we also want to make sure that as long as we're living, and and something about, I mean, what we, just, we prison and you know yeah. Tim Keller facing you know literally facing the the end of his life and 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 succumbing to the to the cancer makes it a pretty intense thing and you can scale that back to just okay i'm living my life now yeah and i'm not it's not that i'm going through cancer and hopefully you're not as you're listening or you're not going through some hard hard circumstance but whatever your life realities are that is your yeah to take away from from that that your your setting is your opportunity to glorify mm-hmm. christ now I think my editing room floor, the biggest editing room floor, was, and I felt it as I was saying it, and then mm-hmm. just knowing that I'm, 
you know, already at a time limit by the time you introduce the ser- series and then get into the text itself. Yeah. You're, already, you're already at time, but the biggest editing room floor is that is there's not a lot of specificity on what it what exactly it looks like yeah. to be a to let your life circumstances, your platform, your jail circumstance, whatever they are, um, be a way means for you to glorify Christ. Yeah. What exactly does that mean? Yeah, and that, that's for me the only thing I kind of did to add any specificity to that was just to say. Um, was because I I really wanted to hone in on what Paul talks about in terms of the the audience and the inspiration, right? So on the one hand, there's this this audience that he has in in the prison that he does not have outside the prison, which mm-hmm. is the imperial guard. You know, he there's this imperial guard, and he says they know why I'm here. Yeah, you know, that. so there's this audience that. Okay, so if he's not in prison, that, that and 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 the thing I loved about that was looking back at the book of Acts, and that was the same thing that happens to in the Philippian jailer with him and Silas. You know, uh, there's an audience there where Christ can be yeah. made known and and grace can be extended. He would not have n- naturally run into these people, no. you know, because their day job is working in the in the prison. Yeah, they wouldn't have run into these people and uh, and and had the same opportunities had he not been had they had the jailer in that case not listen listen to these guys ridiculously singing hymns yeah and uh and and not leaving when the not leaving when the gate the gates are open you know yeah and yeah and then coming back which is even more ridiculous more ridiculous but you said you you had several several times you said it's just stupid it's stupid joy stupid joy stupid joy great well we call it unreasonable joy i think sometimes you say stupid joy because it's like it hit because that makes sense and the reason i the reason i wanted to use that word is because you let's take that Take that Philippian jailer um, for a second. He's in. He's there, keeping watch over the prisoners at night. There's this 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 great uh, cosmic event that takes place, and all of the cells open. And the logical, smart, rational thing to do for all of them is to run out and be free, and overwhelm the jailer, and kill him, and and be free. And it's absolutely, from his vantage point, stupid that they're staying put. Mm-hmm. But for them, there's joy because now they get the opportunity to share their the, the irrationality of their behavior is based on something that is ultimately rational. Mm-hmm. Is it's so ultimately rational, so ultimately intelligent that it looks it's the old, and this that's the old you know the, the wisdom of man is foolishness you know that whole thing, and the the the, it, 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 the wisdom the, of God is foolishness to man that sort of the compassion of these guys yeah. too the compassion of, of Paul and Silas too was that you know they they knew I mean they, they, they part of the, that story is is the uh, the the um, Suicide. Yeah, you know, the, he's, about, the, he's about to commit suicide. Yeah. So if you fail at your job of protecting and keeping the prisoners as prisoners, you have failed, and your life is at risk. And so rather than being executed by Rome, he's just going to go ahead and end his life because that's that he had failed at his job. And so the compassion of these guys to say that look, not only are you not going to fail, everybody's fine. We're all here. Yeah. We didn't flee. Like I said, that's the stupid joy. That's mm-hmm. stupid. You know, that nobody would expect that that circumstance. Mm-hmm. We're all here. We're all you're you're fine. So come put the knife away and sit down. And let's talk. And, and I, I just love the fact that Paul's writing this letter from a prison to someone who was a jailer. Yeah, that's right. While he was in, I mean, I just that 
that shakes me every time I think about that. So I'm thinking he he's he's writing to someone who knows what it's like to actually be, be the it, be the guard. Yeah, you know, and so he can visualize. Oh, I know exactly what those imperial guards are experiencing with Paul in prison. Make no mm-hmm. mistake, he's witnessing and he's taking that opportunity. So and maybe, I, maybe that was my one. That was my one uh, sort of break it down and make it a little more concrete, and which is it was just a matter of listening and talking, listening yeah. and talking, listening and talking. And both yeah, you of talked those, about both that relationship. Of those yeah. Have to you know, have to be there. You know, you would have had to listen. Tell me, tell me why you were um, you know, worshiping the emperor. Yeah. yeah. Tell me why you're worshiping whatever these gods are that you, around you that you worship and worship. And let me tell you why I worship Jesus. Let's just yeah. t- let's just see what makes sense. Yeah. And I just that that part of it, very conversational yeah. uh, outreach, made, it makes a lot of sense. By the way, I had I texted uh, Joe Whittington or somebody this week and something about Zoro, Zoroastrianism. Zoroastrianism. And I said, and I said, I'm using that in a sermon sometime this week. So you got why, it in there. That's you why I slipped it in it, there. I slipped that in there. Like, slipped, yeah, that's I like one the, of those bet words, right? Can you get this word? I'm like, okay, so I'm going to talk about the religious context because I'd already had that in there. And I said, now I'm going to slip in not just the monotheism of Judaism, but the monotheism of Zoroastrianism. Well, and you do have, I mean, because of this, this heavily, it is a Roman colony. It's a Roman province. I mean, you get this really um, heavy Roman influence in Philippi. So there's a lot to be done with that. And, and, and uh, contextually it, it paints the words that Paul uses um, and it paints the meaning of, of how those words are received. Um, things like imperial. I mean, even even the, even even words like joy and 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 shame and courage. And these are all very big words to um, a, a Roman province that that mm-hmm. that is proud to be Roman. Mm-hmm. I mean, like you said, this was not a giant. I mean, this was a this became a giant town because of Rome. This became an important yeah. city because of Rome's influence. This was not built, you know, millennia and millennia of, uh, you know, this is this is important because Rome has said it's important, and so they're very proud of being Roman. And so there's a lot of weight um, in what Paul is talking about and what he's saying to them. So, um, but it all comes down to his desire to express and his desire to assure the Philippian church and then encourage the Philippian church in the the context of joy in the face of this unreasonable circumstance that he's in and, and, and they're in as well too, which um, we'll get into probably more as the sermon series joy's goes on. going to be in there every week. Yeah. Some, something, some variation on the theme of joy. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's a, it's, it's a great book. It's an interesting book. Uh, next week, uh, there this week coming up, John's uh, in classic. Once again, I'm mm-hmm. in vine breaking down the opening verses of Philippians chapter two, which mm-hmm. is probably the most impactful. I don't know. It's probably not the most well-known verses in the book of Philippians. That's probably in Philippians four, but Philippians two is the great Christological hymn of, of Paul. And uh, so we're going to break that down a bit. And we've been, uh, we've been at that passage um, a, a handful couple, of times since I've been here, even in the three and three plus years that I've been here. Yeah. Which we've we're going to been there f- three or four times before. Yeah. We're, and we're going to talk about what it's like to preach a passage of scripture multiple times <laughs> in, in a short window and how, and how you approach that next week. Uh, so tease that out a little bit yeah, next week, yeah. but Paul, uh, John is going to be in classic. I'll be in vine. And, uh, we encourage anyone, if you missed this past week's uh, sermon, um, or, or services, go to fpclakeland.org and go to the worship page. 
And next time, you hear about a, next time you hear about a potluck coming up, uh, bring a dish and sit down with your with your friends at church. And we're definitely going to have a... We did not live stream the potluck. I think that would have been weird. <laughs> that would have been weird. That would have been weird. We didn't keep the cameras the, rolling. The, the kids there would have loved that. They <laughs> oh, gotten, my gosh. They would gotten with the camera. They were they looking would, for microphones. They were looking for microphones and instruments and, and, and all sorts of things. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, if you missed any one of those, make sure you check out our website, fpclakeland.org, and head to the worship page and the sermon archive tab. And uh, if you missed any one of the episodes of Armchair preaching. Uh, check us out on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud. Subscribe so you can be notified when a new episode drops. Like it. Share it with your friends. As always. Or maybe your enemies if you don't like it. So I don't, I don't know. Maybe, no. <laughs> Try to convert them anyway. Right? <laughs> Sorry, this is about sharing the gospel. This whole right. message is well, it's, as Paul says, some people share out of sincerity that's and some it, people right. share. It, but he said, what do I care? Yeah, Christ is being proclaimed, preached, right? Yeah. Uh, which I really, uh, so this. That could would, unpack that a little more too. We could unpack. Yeah. I, I started like, man. A lot of fun. Man, what do you do? Like, what do you do with this? The celebrity pastor culture thing that really gets. <laughs> I didn't. That was cutting Ooh, room floor stuff. Another sermon. That was a cl- cutting room floor type thing for this week. But John, as always, uh, wonderful. Um, and uh, I will be repenting of my mug addiction um, soon. Right. Come so. to celebrate recovery. My my name is Zach. <laughs> That's right. I have a problem. All right, John. Have a great day. <laughs> Thanks for hanging out. Good to see you. All. And we'll see you guys, everybody next time. <laughs>